You're listening to Coaching for Leaders. This is episode number 37, airing on May 14th, 2012. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Welcome to Coaching for Leaders. This is the show for leaders who want to improve themselves so they can better engage and develop others. Whether you're a seasoned leader or leading people for the first time, improving your leadership skills will drive your success and most importantly, the success of others. This week's topic is three proven ways to become a better speaker. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of Coaching for Leaders and our new series starting off today on speaking and presenting effectively. My name is Dave Stahoviak, and I'm coming to you from our studio here in Orange County, California. And if you happen to be joining us for the very first time for Coaching for Leaders, I'm so happy to have you as a listener. And you're joining me on a perfect day because this is the very beginning of our new series on speaking and presentations. And our previous series was on training, so that was episodes 30 through 36. So if that has, uh, if that's an interest to you, feel free to go back. You can hop on and find those on iTunes. But going forward here, really for the next uh, probably four episodes, we're going to be focusing on speaking and presenting. And you may wonder, well, what does that have to do with leadership? Well, I'm going to be talking a lot about that in the coming episodes, but really uh, it has everything to do with being a leader because one of the key, key things of leadership is being able to communicate a message clearly and concisely. And one of the most common ways that leaders do that is by speaking one-on-one in front of groups, in front of staff meetings, in front of large presentations. It happens all the time. And the more and more you are asked to be a leader in the professional world, the more and more you will be asked to speak and present. And so I'm hopeful that these next few episodes will be very helpful to you in being able to get some very good uh, practical tools that will give you the opportunity to put them into practice immediately. And I've been thinking this week a little bit about how messy speaking can be. Um, And I say that because, uh, you know, it's just sort of an interesting personal story that's happened to Bonnie and I this week. You know, I think like most people that uh, have uh, just had a child and are kind of trying to figure everything out and trying to figure out how life's going to work and all that, um, you know, like any new parents, you know, we have new expenses now. And so we're paying for things we never paid for before, like diapers and baby formula and uh, bibs and baby clothes and all those things, you know, individually aren't very expensive, but they really do add up to quite a bit of money. And uh, in the recent past, we've noticed we were probably spending about a thousand dollars more a month right away just on baby stuff. And so uh, like anyone, you know, we're just a little more sensitive these days to how much money we're spending on things. And we got our home insurance bill in the mail about a month ago for our annual renewal. And we looked it over and we decided together that it now it made sense. You know, it'd been probably between the two of us, 15 years or so of owning homes and never once having a homeowner's insurance claim. And our deductible has been $500. And so we looked at the home insurance and we looked at the bill and we're like, you know, let's raise that deductible. And so we raised it from $500 to $5,000. So it's a pretty significant jump. 
And that happened, let's see, third week of April. So last Monday, when uh, after episode number 36 aired, I'm walking downstairs Monday evening, and you know where the story's going, right? So I walk into the kitchen, and I'm, I'm getting a water, just about to head to bed, and I look down, and there's water coming up, <laughs> uh, moisture coming up under the floor. And to make a really long story short, we probably have a $15,000 plumbing issue uh, under one of our floors. And so the what looked like a really good decision two or three weeks ago on moving our deductible up for our homeowner's insurance suddenly was a $4,500 mistake. And, you know, we're dealing with all those things now that people deal with when they're having plumbing issues in their home. We have a whole section of our house downstairs that's cordoned off and there's plastic everywhere. There's fans running. There's contractors in and out of the house for the insurance folks. And it's a, it's a mess. It's a mess. And so I'm, I'm thinking on one hand, gosh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry we made this decision. I'm also so grateful that we have home insurance and we don't have to worry about the larger expense of all of this because that's why we all keep insurance, of course. At the same time, though, I've been thinking about that this week because I've been thinking about just how messy this whole process is. You got to deal with contractors. You got to deal with, you know, cleaning up your house physically. You've got to talk to a whole bunch of people over the phone and there's not really a, a good way to coordinate it all. And, and of course, you know, we had plans of other things to do last week other than other than handling this. And so I think about that in relation to speaking and presenting, because for many people, speaking and presenting is messy. It's as messy as dealing with a plumbing problem, if not worse. In fact, some people would prefer to deal with a plumbing issue in their house than they would having to get in front of a group of people and speak. And that's just as true in many cases for people who are in leadership roles as it is for people who aren't. So that's why it's really important for us to look at this issue. And so uh, as you're listening today, if you have comments or questions for me about anything that I mention, and even more importantly, in the coming weeks, if there's something you would like me to focus on in how to speak and present more effectively in the topics that I'll be speaking about, and I'll tell you about those at the end of the episode here, be sure to reach out to me. There's a few ways you can reach me. The best way by far is to hop onto our website at coachingforleaders.com. You can always leave a comment on any of our shows right up there on the website. You just type in your name and uh, you know, you can hit login on any of the social networks and you can put in a comment on there. Uh, the other way is through our listener feedback hotline. That's 949-38-LEARN is the phone number for that. And of course, you can always send an email to feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Now, I should tell you up front here, I am not someone that naturally is comfortable speaking in front of people. Now, I do uh, do a lot of speaking and presenting in my professional life on a very consistent basis, but I used to hate speaking in front of people. And I was one of those kids that was always really shy. I was really quiet in school, and it all goes back to, I think, third grade was the first time I was ever asked to get up and give a presentation. And, you know, if you if you think back to your childhood, you probably remember the first time you ever had to get up and give a speech in school. And boy, I always dreaded having to get up and give a speech in front of anybody. And I, and I know that it started in third grade. I think that was the first time I had to do a book report. And I remember I had done a book report on Martin Luther King Jr. And I always have had a fascination with Martin Luther King Jr. even when I was a young child. And so I read this book on him 
And I got up in front of the class and I remember the, like the night before, actually days before I was just terrified about it. And the night before I was so terrified, I had a hard time sleeping. My dad was trying to console me and getting me to go to bed and and you know, I was crying and I just, you know, feeling so uncomfortable about having to give a speech in class the next day. And so I remember getting up to give this speech, and I think I had like a poster board or something. And so I was, you know, pointing at the poster board and talking about Martin Luther King. And I remember that I talked about that he had received the the Nobel Peace Prize, except that I mispronounced Nobel. I don't remember how I pronounced it, but it was something like novel or novel or something like that. And I sat down after this after the speech, and one of the other kids uh, was joking with one of the other kids, and he had re- repeated the name that how I had uh, pronounced the the uh, the the Nobel Peace Prize, and 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 did that successively for a number of days and weeks actually, and, and made fun of me for doing it. And I think that just got me off on the wrong track on speaking and presenting because I'll tell you. I was terrified and nervous getting in front of anybody to speak, at least through my senior year of high school. Anytime I had to give a speech or a presentation, I hated it. I'd be up nights. I'd be, I'd be concerned. I'd, be, I'd have a hard time sleeping. I'd be thinking about it for weeks when I knew it was coming up. And I don't think it, it, that, that fear completely um, went away uh, ever. And still there's some fear there today, but I know when I started to overcome some of that fear, when I started to overcome some of that fear was not until my senior year of college, believe it or not, I started to get to the point in college where, um, and I was very, I was very, uh, blessed to be able to go to college, you know, right after high school when I was 18 years old, not everybody gets to do that. I was very blessed to be able to do that. And, um, when I went to school, sometime during college, I started to realize I was still very uncomfortable with speaking, but I started to realize that I, I maybe could get good at this skill someday. And it was my senior year of college, and I was a campus coordinator for the University of Illinois' summer orientation program at Urbana-Champaign in uh, Champaign-Urbana, Illinois. And it was one of the best jobs I've ever had. I really enjoyed that job a whole bunch. And my last year of doing that job, my senior year, I somehow got tasked with the project to uh, come up with a new presentation to be given to all the incoming freshmen, which was like, <laughs> this is a campus of 36,000 people. So there was like, you know, 6,000 people that would be seeing this presentation. And not only was I supposed to come up with the presentation, but I was potentially even going to present it each day of the summer orientation program. So this was like six or 700 people each time it was going to be presented. And I remember I went back and forth with campus departments and trying to figure out the best way to do this. And we spent months planning out this presentation. And it was, you know, they'd done one thing for 10 years before and it was completely out of date and it was all on VHS tape and you just going back a few years, but they really needed something better. And so, you know, I was kind of the first person that was using PowerPoint, uh, you know, to kind of present something on campus. And so I remember I sat down one night and I was just completely frustrated about trying to get every all these pieces to come together from other departments on campus. And I basically sat down for like six hours straight overnight and came up with this presentation. And it ended up being exactly what everyone wanted. And, uh, and I don't know quite now how it all happened, but somehow I ended up being the person that presented this presentation to all the incoming freshmen every evening of the summer orientation program from uh, end of May through middle of July that year. And each night I presented to six to 800 people. 
And let me tell you, the very first night of getting to present in front of folks, I was terrified, (laughs) terrified, I tell you, even though I'd practiced it many times because I had no idea how it was going to go. And you know what? That first night, it wasn't perfect, but it went pretty well. And I remember walking off the stage that first evening and having not only given the presentation, but having written the presentation and thinking to myself, hey, that went okay. I could get really good at doing this by the end of the summer. And sure enough, by the time I was at mid-July, I was having so much fun. I was making jokes on the stage. I was making people laugh. It wasn't even that funny a presentation. It was a presentation on how to do online registration. But I was having so much fun with it. And when I, when I finished school, I'd actually already graduated. So when I finished work that summer and I moved to California, I thought to myself, this is going to be the point where I'm going, I'm going to really make this turn to become a more confident and successful speaker. And fast forward to where I am today. It's now something like, wow, 15 years since then. And how often I speak to people. I added it up just in the last two weeks, how many people different, how many people I've spoken to at various audiences, classrooms, trainings, facilitations, and it was well over 100 people. And that's not at all unusual for me to speak to 100 people in a couple of weeks in my line of work. And I'm just so grateful for the opportunities that I've had to improve my speaking skills because I did not, uh, I was not someone that was born with these skills. Let me tell you, it is something that I have really had to learn. And even today, even today, I find that I get nervous every time I get up to speak. I, uh, I had this happen just this past Friday. I was going to give a presentation for about 80 people at a conference. And I remember walking in the room and seeing all those people there, and I felt a little bit of nervousness. And even though I'd presented on a topic many times before, um, you know, I get nervous still speaking in front of people, and I do it multiple times a week. And one of the things that I'm always, uh, I always find interesting when people ask me, especially if I'm ever teaching a presentation class or doing presentation coaching with people, one of the most common questions I get is people will ask, when do you not get nervous speaking in front of people anymore? And I always answer that question the same way. I say, I don't know. But when it happens, let me know (laughs) because it hasn't happened to me yet. And you know what? I actually think that that's a really good thing. I don't ever want to get completely comfortable speaking in front of people because if I get completely comfortable speaking in front of a large group of people, that means that I'm not taking it seriously anymore. And I always want to be at the top of my game. I always want to have worked hard and to be a little nervous and have really planned and prepared for a presentation and be worried that it might not go the perfect way. Because I think when you're when you have that orientation as a presenter and a speaker, it means that you care. And if you care about how people are going to perceive you and how you're going to come across as a presenter and whether or not your message is going to come across, then I think not only is it appropriate to be nervous, but I think it's probably part of the equation anytime you speak in a leadership role. So if you're not comfortable completely speaking in front of people, hey, welcome to the club. I think that that's an okay place to be. I know I'm still there all the time. But here's the thing is I have dramatically become more effective speaking in front of people over the last 15 years to the point now where I do hear that nervousness. I do hear that doubt in my mind when I walk up in front of a room, 
but it's very, very quiet. It's not loud anymore. It's not the voice that keeps me up all night like it used to when I was a young child. And so while you never get comfortable, there are a lot of things that I shouldn't say you never get comfortable, but you never get completely comfortable. But there's a lot of things you can do to become a better speaker and a more confident speaker. And there's at least three proven ways that I found that will help you to become a better speaker. And so I'm going to walk through those today. And I think these are three things that anybody can do if they want to become a more effective speaker and presenter. And here's the first one. The first one is get in front of people. Get out there and start speaking. You know, one of the things that uh, I know was challenging for me throughout the time when I was a young person in school is I just didn't do it very much. I didn't speak very much. I would have maybe a couple of speeches a year that I had to give in the classroom. And so because I didn't do it very much, it was really scary for me. I think one of the best things that people can do, especially if you have fear around speaking, and so many of us do, is just to get in front of people. Uh, We fear what we do not know. And if you've gotten in front of people enough times and nothing awful has happened, uh, which, you know, 99.9% of the time, nothing awful is going to happen if you get in front of people, that you can really develop a lot more comfort with speaking. Did you know that there's a lot of surveys out there that say that uh, at least 10% of the U.S. population fears public speaking more than death? And, you know, there's so many surveys that have shown that over the years that it must be true. There must be a lot of people out there that fear public speaking more than death. And so if you can get in front of people and realize that, you know, 99.9% of the time, nothing bad's going to happen, you're going to right away start to increase your confidence. And I know that when I realized that, I started to look for opportunities to speak. Uh, One of the ways I did that, it was oh gosh, probably back in 2000 or 2001. This is going back a number of years. But I, uh, I've i always been a fan of Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar uh, used to have an event, I don't know if he still does anymore, called Born to Win. And you would go for like two to three days out to Dallas, Texas, and you'd get to meet him and you get to go to his house and um, you'd meet all the other people going to this conference. There was a couple hundred people that went to it. And uh, I remember on the last day of the conference, they would get they would give anyone who wanted to the opportunity to get up and speak in front of the entire conference and to say what they gained and what they hoped to take away and just kind of future commitments that they wanted to make. And I remember I jumped up. I was one of the first people up there on the stage. And I think they maybe let eight or nine people do it. And uh, they just took volunteers. And it was kind of one of those things where nobody raised their hand. And I raised my hand right away, not because I was comfortable. Uh, let me assure you, I was terrified when I front to, went to the front of the stage. But I knew that it was a great opportunity for me to get in front of people. And I did get in front of people and I spoke fairly successfully. So one thing I would really challenge you to do is if you want to become a more effective speaker is to get in front of people. And there's a lot of ways that you can do that. Um, You know, if you are working in an organization and you have someone leading you, talk to the person who's leading you and ask them to help you to identify some opportunities where you can get in front of people and speak. And, you know, sometimes people say, well, I don't have any opportunities to speak. And, you know, there's no opportunities to speak in my organization. I challenge you that there's something. So whether it is speaking in front of a staff meeting, whether it's speaking in front of a company event, 
uh, speaking in front of a customer. There are opportunities to speak in your organization, I guarantee you, if you look for them. Uh, One of the things that I did very early in my career when I worked in the education business is we would have a regional meeting every month. And they, at one point, needed someone who was going to be a recognition. They called it a recognition minister or something. They were basically the the person that was supposed to be in charge of recognizing people and giving out awards every month for people who had done good work. And they needed somebody to do it. So I volunteered to do it. And part of the reason I volunteered to do it was because I knew that it was going to be once a month, I was going to be in front of 30 of my colleagues getting up and speaking. And did I always do it perfectly? Heck no. But I did it. And the nice thing about being in front of people is that you'll learn very quickly what you're good at. And you'll also learn what you're not comfortable with. And if you have people that you trust and are willing to give you feedback, sometimes people will give you feedback and honest, good feedback on what also you could do to improve your skills. So I really encourage you to look for opportunities in your organization to be a more uh, a more prolific speaker. In addition, in and even if it's absolutely true that you can't find an opportunity in your organization, I guarantee you there's tons of opportunities in volunteer groups, in nonprofits. Find the volunteer organization or the nonprofit or the charity that you feel most strongly about and go volunteer and talk to them about the fact that you'd really like to build your communication and presentation, public relations skills. And I I guarantee it, there's something there where they have an opportunity for you to looking for people who would love, they'd love to get their message out. They want people to be out there in the world speaking about them. So look for those opportunities. And oh, by the way, you could even start teaching. There's so many opportunities to teach in the world. You could teach kids. You could teach at a church or synagogue or temple. I mean, you could teach a college class. If you have a master's degree, uh, which I realize is not is not the majority of people in my listening audience, but for those of you who do have master's degrees, you can teach at, at most of the community colleges in the United States, at least. And so there's tons of opportunity to teach. That's how I started teaching in the university system. As I had my master's degree, I was had people calling me professor when I was 28 years old. I went and started teaching and just uh, looking for opportunities to get in front of people. So whatever you do, get in front of people. Find a way to do that. And if you're completely drawing a blank, you know, send an email to us and we'll help you know, challenge you and coach you too. And ask the people around you, ask your friends, ask your colleagues of where you think there might be opportunities to speak. Okay, so here's the second one. Second thing is find someone who will give you positive reinforcement. And positive reinforcement is so important when you go to start to speak because the first step in speaking is building your confidence. So when you get up in front of a room and start speaking, find somebody, get someone in the audience who will be a mentor to you, who will be a positive coach, who will tell you the things that you've done well when you get done. Because if you have that person who will do that honestly and truthfully and invest in you, you will build your confidence speaking and you'll realize that you have the ability to communicate well. I have never once, not once in my whole career, I've seen thousands of people speak and coaching hundreds and hundreds of people over the years. I've not once seen someone get in front of a room and give a presentation and not have something that they did well. Now, there are times I've seen people do only one thing well and maybe do 10 or 15 things not well, but I guarantee you there's 
always something, and there's usually multiple things that they've done extraordinarily well. And so find that person in your life who is willing to be your cheerleader when you start speaking. Get them in that audience, wherever it is, whether it's at the volunteer group, whether it's taking teaching a class, whether it is in front of your organization, find that person that's going to be a great mentor and a coach to you. And you know, one of the great resources out there is an organization called Toastmasters. Toastmasters International is a nonprofit organization that has clubs all over the world. And they're wonderful at doing this. I know when I joined, when I moved to California, one of the first things I did was join a Toastmasters group because I knew I wanted to get better at speaking. And Toastmasters is great about giving you positive feedback, but also giving you some good coaching on how you can become more effective as a speaker. So that's the second thing. Find someone who will be your cheerleader, who will give you positive reinforcement. And then third is get some good coaching. Get some good coaching. And this is probably the thing to do last of these three. So number one, get in front of people. Secondly, find someone who's going to be your cheerleader. And then number three is get some good coaching. You want to also be coached by someone uh, that has more experience than you do so you don't make the mistakes and develop the bad habits that people sometimes develop presenting. And I say that because there's the old phrase that practice makes perfect. And that is really not true. Practice only makes permanent. Practice makes permanent the things that you practice doing. So if you practice doing it the right way, yes, practice makes perfect. If you practice doing it the wrong way, you've only learned how to do the wrong way really good, which is the reason I can't go on a golf course anymore because when I was a kid, my dad took us out for golfing lessons and I learned the wrong way how to hit a golf ball. And now it is maddening for me anytime I go on a golf course because I have not been able to unlearn how I did it poorly the first time. So get good coaching. Find someone who will be honest with you, will still be positive, but will also give you some honest, good feedback. And that's one of the things I loved about Toastmasters when I was a Toastmaster. Uh, again, this is going back about 10 or 15 years, but I, uh, I got in front of the group and I remember giving that very first talk to my Toastmasters group when I moved to California and I sat down and they said some very nice things about what I did, but they also gave me some honest coaching. I remember I totally missed the point of my first Toastmasters talk. It was supposed to be an introduction about me and it ended up being about more of my trip to California and, uh, you know, the, the person was very kind about it, but he said, you know, I didn't really hear much about you. And that was one of the points of this talk. So I really want you to think about what's the point of the reason you're getting up to speak. And I hadn't really thought about that much before because I had misinterpreted the reason as to why you get up to speak. I always thought you got up to speak because it was about you getting up to speak. But the reality is, is it's not about you. You don't get up to speak because of you. You get up to speak because of the audience. You're there for the audience. If you don't have something of value to give to the audience and you're not concerned about the audience more than you are yourself, then you shouldn't be in front of the room speaking. You should be sitting down listening to somebody else. If you're up there speaking and you genuinely want to be a good speaker, which you should be doing first, is thinking about how is the audience going to benefit from this? And that's where good coaching will help you to get it out of your uh, thinking about just yourself and how you look and what you're doing with your hands and all that and more to what's the value that I'm providing to the audience. And there's some great ways to do that. Toastmasters is one. If you really want to get good coaching fast, professionally, and quickly, Dale Carnegie's the place to go. Aaron Kent, who's the president and CEO of Dale Carnegie of Southern Los Angeles, was on our show just about two weeks ago here. 
and talked about some of the things Dale Carnegie does. But Dale Carnegie is really, it's a professional company. They have professional trainers. Uh, they do a fantastic job. They've been teaching 100 years now. It's our 100-year anniversary this year of the Dale Carnegie course and high-impact presentations, two great classes. If you really want to get good at speaking quickly, uh, Toastmasters is a great way to do it. Toastmasters will take you more time. Dale Carnegie will get you there fast. Now, you'll pay more at Dale Carnegie because it's a professional business class, but boy, that's the place to go if you really want to get effective at being having good coaching. And then you can even go further than that. One of the things that I did is I got involved with Dale Carnegie and I even became a Dale Carnegie trainer and still am a, a trainer and instructor for Dale Carnegie. Man, let me tell you, they coach you hard when you're teaching for Dale Carnegie, especially when you're teaching for an organization that has a reputation for developing great speakers and great presenters. So if you can get starting to do teaching and coaching of others and presenting to others as part of your job, man, you'll get a lot of coaching. And you'll also get all the opportunities that come with that type of a role of going and getting more training, of going to professional conferences. And if you can do those things, man, you'll get to be a really more effective speaker very, very quickly. And those are three proven ways to become a a more effective speaker. And I know they're proven because they worked for me. I got in front of people. I found people that would give me positive reinforcement and organizations that would support me that way. And I got really good coaching from Toastmasters, from Dale Carnegie, from professionals in my field. Uh, You know, I still get great coaching from people in my life. Bonnie's one of my greatest coaches on speaking and presenting and communicating to people. And so find people that will support you in doing that. And if you do those three things, I am very confident that you will be more effective as a speaker and presenter. And so now you may be thinking about those three things thinking, oh gosh, there's a lot more that goes along with speaking and presenting than those three. And you're absolutely right. There is. So if I have sparked a thought for you or a question or something you want me to dive in more in the coming episodes, then definitely reach out to us on our, on our uh, website, coachingforleaders.com. Or, of course, that hotline I mentioned earlier, 94938LEARN. And our email address, of course, is feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Now, this is the part of the show where I like to jump into some community news and feedback. And I actually don't have any feedback from any listeners this week. So I wanted to give you a preview of the next three episodes. There's going to be a series of four episodes total in the series. And so here's what the next three are going to be. Uh, Next Monday, May 21st, episode number 38 is going to be on the content of presentations, how to have a good presentation presentation structure. I'm going to talk a little bit about content and storytelling and some of the myths that go along with that too. And then uh, in two weeks, episode number 39 is going to air on Memorial Day, even though it's a holiday here in the States, we're still going to air an episode. And that's going to be uh, how to coach not only yourself, but to coach others on delivery. So it's not just about what you say, it's also about how you say it. So we're going to talk about delivery and how to do that effectively. And then on Monday, June 4th, we're going to close up the series with episode 40, and we're going to talk about PowerPoint. And I think the title of that show is going to be Friends Don't Let Friends Abuse PowerPoint. (laughs) Uh, That may be two shows. We'll see. I have a lot to tell you about PowerPoint and what you can do to use PowerPoint well, but also some of the bad mistakes you see people make with PowerPoint. And hey, after that, we're going to be into summer here in the States. And so 
if you are like me and you love summer, um, you are uh, looking for a lighthearted topic, and uh, and this this is going to be a fun topic we're going to get into in the summer, and that's going to be about personality. We're going to talk about different personality types in the workplace, some of the tools and theories around how to interact and lead people with different personalities, and I'm planning to bring in a bunch of guests starting in June and July to talk about human personality and how you can coach people who are different than you, not only in the workplace, but in your personal life. So definitely look forward to that. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention this week, a number of you have written to me over the weeks and months and mentioned that you really appreciate when I mention uh, books or resources or articles on the show that would be of value to people. And so I thought I'd jump in here and uh, add in a, hopefully a regular segment on some of the resources that are out there. And uh, one of my favorite resources that I love is the TED Talks. If you haven't seen TED Talks, I forget what TED stands for, Technology, Entertainment, and Design, maybe. Um, It's TED.com. And there's wonderful presentations um, uh, that are from leaders in their field on current topics and all kinds of different topics. So there's two reasons I'm suggesting TED Talks in general and then one TED Talk talk specifically this week. First of all, TED Talks are a great way to see fantastic presenters. So if you watch a few TED Talks, you'll see people who, generally speaking, are very, very good presenters. So it's a great place to go to see a really, really good presentation. But I wanted to mention the TED Talk. I actually saw this past week by Sherry Turkle. Sherry Turkle is the author. Uh, she's a professor of, uh, I believe, at MIT, and she's the author most recently of the book Alone Together. And I've read this book um, in the last uh, six months or so, and I think I may have even mentioned it on a previous show. But it's a book about how we are all more connected than ever with our phones and email, and yet how we are all doing such a poor job of listening to each other and being present than we ever have been before. And that's why she titles her book Alone Together. And I think that this is a really important topic and 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 topic for leaders to be thinking about and thinking about how they're doing as far as listening and being present with people. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes to her talk. It's about 20 minutes. I think it's something that every leader should listen to. And just as importantly, it's something that every person who cares about others and has friendships and relationships in their life, and everyone who listens to this show does, that you can do to really build and strengthen those relationships in an age of technology. So I strongly recommend that talk, and I will put a link to the sh- uh, to that talk on the show notes so you can resource uh, reference it there directly. And speaking of the show notes, uh, you can find the show notes on our website, coachingforleaders.com. This show airs every Monday. Hey, if this show has been helpful to you, you, uh, we'd love to have you leave a review for us on iTunes. If you use iTunes, uh, we'd love to hear about what you think about this show. It'll help us continue to invest our time and resources into it. You can get to that page by going to coachingforleaders.com forward slash iTunes. Hey, I wanted to say a thank you to Rick Gray, who liked us on Facebook this week. Thank you, Rick, for reaching out to us. You can reach us on Facebook at Coaching for Leaders. Just type it into the search box. And if you want more help improving your coaching skills, drop me a line. You can reach me at 949-38-LEARN or feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, wherever you are in the world, whatever's on your agenda today, take one idea from this show to engage and develop someone you lead. Have a great week.